welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Well, hey, everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I hope you've enjoyed the service so far. I know that the Spirit of God is speaking and moving and doing a work that only He can do. I want to say to you right now, He is risen. And that's when you get to reply with... He is risen indeed. It's a great day. We're celebrating today the work that Jesus did on the cross when that stone was rolled away and he came out and made made death and sin and put hell, put all these things under his feet. We are celebrating that today. Hey, can we just pray for a second before we jump any further into today's message and just prepare ourselves to receive what the Spirit of God has for us. Father, I ask you right now, that you put your words inside of me, in my heart, my mind, on my tongue, so that I say the words that you want spoken today. And God, I ask that you open our hearts and our ears, our eyes to receive your truth, to receive your life and to receive your wholeness. We say that walls fall down in the name of Jesus and that chains are broken off at the mention of your name in your presence. And God, we thank you. We ask you all these things in your son's name. And together we said, amen. Amen. Hey, we're excited to be with you. I know that we were supposed to have a drive-in service. And I just want to let you know right off the bat, don't give up hope. We're still working on things. We're still, you know, we don't just come and sit at the office and just hang out and drink coffee and tea all day long. We are working hard trying to find ways to still gather and move things ahead. We know that we need to gather. And so we're working. Don't you worry. Don't you lose heart. Don't you lose hope. We're working. God is at work. We're working with him. And let's just wait and see. Let's put our trust and our hope in Jesus Christ and let's see what happens. Amen. Amen. Hey, so I want to talk to you. Our message today, our Easter theme is hope is alive. And you say, you know what? You guys talk about hope all the time. And we do talk about hope all the time because hope is something that is quickly dissipating like a vapor in the sky, in the air. It's quickly vanishing and people are losing their hope. People are losing heart and things. I wanna tell you today, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. We put our hope not in things that we can see and touch and those things around us. You put your hope in Jesus and he will never let you down. So we're talking about hope is alive and I want you to go with me. And we're going to start in the, in the Gospel of Luke is where we're going to pick up and uh, start reading today. Luke chapter 23 is where we're going to kick things off. You know, I was reading a news story recently and it was talking about how people have lost hope. In this whole last year, in this whole pandemic, people have lost hope. And they were saying they did a survey and... Um, of people are feeling hopeless and devoid of any kind of hope. They feel like this pandemic is stretching on longer than anybody could have imagined. And in the middle of that, somewhere along the road, people have begun to give up and to lose heart and to lose hope. And they actually said it's higher. They said it was 56%, but then they said, if you look at people between 18 and 34, that hopelessness goes up to 63%. I want to remind you today not to lose hope. 
Keep your hope in Jesus Christ. Keep your hope on the cross. Keep your hope looking up, not looking at the government or your friends or your family. Keep your hope fixed firmly and squarely placed on Jesus and the work that we're going to talk about today. And you will never be let down. You don't have to be hopeless, I want to say to you today. You don't have to lose heart. I want to encourage you today. Yes, I know this whole last week has been a kicker, hasn't it? It's been tough. We were going to gather. We were all excited about it and then things changed and now we can't and so many people you could almost hear the collective groan and sigh across BC and people just saying this is never gonna end but I want to tell you don't lose hope hang on hang on to Jesus he is your rock he is your salvation keep your hope in him and watch and see what happens Luke chapter 23 we're going to pick up in verse 44. And Jesus has already, we've, we've gone through, the, through Passover, the Last Supper. Jesus has gone to the garden. He's been betrayed. He's gone before Pilate. He's gone before Herod. And now he's, he's been crucified. He's up on the cross. And in verse 44, it says, By this time it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone. Darkness fell across the whole land and the light from the sun was gone. Maybe you feel like that in your life. Maybe in your life you feel like the sun has gone out and the land and everywhere you look and every place you see and everything you wanna go do and think about doing is dark and covered in darkness and shrouded in darkness. Maybe that's how you feel. Maybe that's where you're at. And when you're in that place and you feel like all hope is gone, when things are dark everywhere you look and there's no hope and the sun, even the sun that is shining at its brightest in midday, like it's supposed to be doing here at three o'clock in the afternoon, and that sun has gone out. Maybe that's where you find yourself. Well, I got good news for you. You don't got to stay there. You don't got to stay in that place. And in fact, we're going to move ahead in the story and watch and see what happens. It says in verse 45, says, And suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with these words, he breathed his last breath. And I know that there's some of us that are watching this, and you feel right here, this is where you live, that the hope that you had has just died. That everywhere you look is covered in darkness. There's no sun, there's only gray. There's no hope for your future. And the hope that you had, it feels like your hope just died. I don't know what you've placed your hope in. I don't know what, what, what you're looking to for your hope. But there'll become moments in your time, moments in your life where you feel like hope has died. Jesus is on the cross and he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he breathes his last breath. And I know, I know that at that moment, the enemy was rejoicing. When Jesus gave up his spirit and when his physical body died, you know that the enemy was rejoicing. You know that the enemy was saying, yes, we won. He's dead. He's gone. We finally got what we wanted. And some of you are living life in a place where you feel hopeless and brokenhearted and darkness all around, and your hope, you feel like your hope 
has died and the enemy is rejoicing in your life because you're living in a place of darkness. I want to remind you today that Jesus came to bring life, that Jesus came to bring light. Maybe you're in a dark place. Maybe you feel like your hope has died. Maybe you feel like the hope that you had has gone out and given up its spirit. I want to say to you today, sometimes in your life it will look like hope has died, but hope has not died when you place it in Jesus Christ. I want to say that again. Sometimes in your life, it will look like your hope has died. It will look like the thing that you're placing your hope in has died. But when you place your hope in Jesus Christ, you will never be at a loss. You will never say, I've got no hope because Jesus Christ conquered death, hell, and the grave we're going to keep going. We're going to look at this. But I just want to tell you, if that's where you're living life, don't stop. There's a great saying in life, and it's been attributed to many people. And in fact, you know, they're not quite sure who actually said this anymore. But the saying is, if you're going through hell, keep going. And I want to say to some of you today, if you're living in darkness, don't stop and don't build a home there. Don't stop and say, this is life and I've got to stay here and I might as well put up camp and make a home and I'm going to put up some floodlights and this is what my life is going to look like now. I want to say to you today, don't stop there. Keep going. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. It may look bad right now. It may look scary right now. You might not know what to do right now but if you keep your eyes fixed squarely on Jesus that hope will come back to life because hope is alive and it's alive in the person of Jesus Christ verse 47 says when the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened he he worshiped God and said surely this man was innocent and when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened they went home in deep sorrow and the new King James the actual Greek says they went home beating their chests 49 says but Jesus friends including the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching. Stood at a distance watching. Jesus was on the cross. This man that they had traveled around with, this man that they had seen do countless miracles. I imagine they were watching Jesus on the cross and they were probably just breathless because they'd seen Jesus, who he was, the things that he'd done, the miracles that he had performed. They're watching him and they watch him give up his spirit on the cross. And they say they stood at a distance watching, probably saying, what do we do now? Now what? Now what? Maybe in your life you're saying, now what? Now what? It's dark everywhere I look. My hope seems to have died. Now what do I do? Where do I go? Where do I run? The thing that I put my hope in, the thing that I put my trust in has just gone out. The light has just gone out. What do I do now? The next few verses talks about a man named Joseph of Arimathea who, who was uh, um, looking for the Messiah. And so he went and he collected the body of Jesus and he wrapped him up and put him in grave clothes and went and put him in a tomb that had never been used. And in verse 55, it says, As his body was taken away, the women 
from Galilee who followed Jesus saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun. So they rested as required by the law. Chapter 24, verse 1. We're going to keep going here. And it says this, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. That's an odd thing. Because when someone is di died, when someone has died, they would put them in this tomb and roll the stone away to keep the smell and to keep the animals out. And so it was odd that they would show up at a tomb with a dead body in it and the stone not being covering the tomb. And they found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there, puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And they said, the women, in verse 5, were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Of course they did this. Of course they bowed with their faces to the ground. Think about it. Put yourself in this place for a moment. You're on your way to the grave, to a cemetery, to go see somebody who's been buried. And you show up in the tomb, which is supposed to be closed, is now open. And you walk inside expecting to see a dead body laying inside and expecting to have a horrible smell. You walk inside the tomb, you're like looking around for this body, and you don't find a body. You just find nothing there. And then you turn around, and there's two white glowing people standing behind you. You would be terrified. You would be confused. You would be perplexed. You'd be saying, what is going on? And it says, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Come on now, let's read that verse again. He says, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? See, these two ladies went to the tomb to go prepare the body of Jesus with these spices for his burial so that his body wouldn't smell. He was dead. He was gone as far as they thought and as far as they knew. So they were preparing his body so that it could stay in that tomb for all time. And so they showed up and they went to this tomb. A tomb is a place where you put dead people people where people don't come back to life. They went into the tomb looking for this dead body. They show up. There's nothing there but these two angels. And these angels say, why are you looking for someone who's alive among the dead? You're in the wrong place. I want to say to some of you today, you're looking for your hope in the wrong place. You're looking here. You're looking over there. You're looking up here. You're looking down here. But you need to be looking squarely at Jesus for your hope. You're looking in the wrong place. You don't come to a tomb to find hope. You come to a tomb to find death. You come to a tomb to find decay. But you're looking for Jesus, and Jesus is not among the dead. He's among the alive. Come on, somebody. I'm getting excited in this room all by myself. It says, why are you looking among the dead for someone 
who is alive. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Come on. We serve a God who isn't here. He, he's, he's not among the tombs. He's not among the dead because he conquered death, hell, sin, and the grave, and he came back to life. Come on. He came back to life. So he's not here anymore. You're looking in the wrong places. Somebody needs to hear this today. You're looking in the wrong place for your hope. You need to look to Jesus for your hope. You need to look to your Father in heaven for your hope. You don't look at circumstances for your hope. You don't look at other people for your hope. You look to Jesus for your hope because Jesus is the hope of the world, the Bible says. And in his name, in Matthew chapter 12, it says, will be the hope of all the world. He's your hope. Come on now. Put your hope in Jesus Christ. He's not here in verse 6. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. That he would rise again on the third day. He's not here. I want to read verse 6 again. It's so exciting because, guys, let me tell you, we serve a God who is risen. We serve a God who conquered death, who conquered sin, who conquered hell. Listen. He conquered everything and put it under his feet. So whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, he has conquered it. Come on now. He said he's not here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. See, back in the beginning in chapter 23, you may have felt like your hope had died. Maybe you felt like, Darkness was all around, and even the sun had gone out, that your life was so hopeless, and you were in such a place of despair, and such hurt, and such loneliness, that it was darkness everywhere you looked. And then you watched the thing that you had your hope in seemingly die, seemingly give up. But I want to tell you, that right here, hope is alive because when that stone was rolled away and when Jesus walked out, your hope is alive and your hope is alive forevermore. It'll never die again. You don't have to worry about it going back to the tomb again because it conquered death itself. It conquered hell itself and it conquered sin and separation for you and for me. And so now your hope is alive because your hope is in a person, is in God, Jesus Christ, and he's never going to let you down. Come on, somebody. It says then in verse 8, then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everybody else what had happened. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everybody else what had happened. I want to say to you today, you have a choice. You always have a choice. And your choice is this. You can choose to put your hope and choose to embrace hope. Or you can choose to embrace defeat. You can choose to embrace victory. Or you can choose to embrace defeat. You can choose to embrace life or you can choose to embrace death. You can choose to embrace health and wholeness or you can choose to embrace sickness. 
See, through Jesus Christ, your hope is alive again. He walked out of that tomb. Your hope is alive again, and you have a choice to make. See right here, these ladies, it says in verse 9, they rushed back. When the angel said, don't you remember, he said that he'd have to be buried and rise again from the dead three days later. Don't you remember he said that? And it says in verse 9, so they rushed back right then and right there. They had a choice to make. They could have stayed there and said, no, we're going to investigate some more. This doesn't make sense. I want to look around. I want to test these bodies, these, these grave clothes and see where the body went and make sure that there was a body in here and this isn't a hoax and I want to do some more laboratory tests. Or they could choose to embrace hope and embrace who Jesus was. And the Bible says they rushed back from the tomb to tell everybody else what had happened. They chose to embrace hope. I want to ask you today, what are you choosing to embrace in your life? I don't know the life that you live. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your circumstances are. But what are you choosing to embrace today? Are you choosing to embrace hope in Jesus Christ? Are you choosing to embrace hope through Jesus Christ, regardless of what your circumstances? Yes, it may be dark and scary for a moment in time, but I guarantee you this. If you trust in Jesus, he will bring you through that dark and scary time to the other side. He will take you from a day on Friday like it was here on a Friday when it was dark and the sun went out and it was dark and scary and he will bring you through to Sunday when the stone is rolled away and Jesus is walking out of that tomb and he's not just walking out of that tomb he's walking out of that tomb victorious over the things that you are being held captive by in your life listen Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 says this, And when he ascended on high, talking about Jesus, he led captivity captive. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he led captivity captive. What does that mean? You say, you say, Jake, what does that mean? He led captivity captive. It means that when Jesus walked out of that tomb, when Jesus walked out of that grave, he walked out victorious. And the things in your life that are holding you captive, that you are captive to, the fear, the depression, the anxiety, the stress, the hurts, the wounds, the walls that you've built, the sickness inside of your body, the despair, the things that you are being held captive to. The Bible says that when Jesus ascended on high and went and sat down at the throne on the right hand side of his father, it said that he led those things captive. Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? So the things in your life that you are captive to, Jesus made those things captive when he walked out of that tomb. Are you getting it? You don't have to be held captive. You don't have to choose to embrace despair and depression and loneliness and hurt and suicide and fear and rejection. All the things that the enemy wants you to embrace. See, you know, when Jesus gave up on his spirit in chapter 23, the devil rejoiced, I'm sure. I'm sure he thought, this is all done. I finally won. But three days later, Jesus walked out of that tomb. He walked out of that tomb and he led captivity captive. And now in your life and in my life, what the devil, what the enemy tries to do is he tries to keep you in a place where you can't see the work that Jesus 
has done for you, where you forget about the work that Jesus has done for you, where you forget about who God is in your life, who he wants to be to you. And he, the enemy comes and tries to get you to focus on your hurts and your pains and your rejections. And he wants to help you build those walls around yourself brick by brick to keep everybody out. He wants you to think those things because he knows that if you understand that Jesus came out of that tomb victorious, not just for himself, but for everyone who calls on his name, he knows that if you understand that Jesus led those things that are trying to hold you captive, that Jesus led them captive, he knows that you'll walk in freedom. He knows that hope is alive in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know who's watching this today. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the situation of your life. But I do know this, that by the powerful work of Jesus on the cross, by the choice that he made when he said, not my will, but yours be done. And he chose to go to the cross and lay his life down for us. And he went up on that cross and he gave up his spirit and he went into the grave for three days. And when he rose, he came out victorious. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Don't you know he's alive? Why do you look for your hope among the dead things of this world, among dead relationships, among past hurts? Why are you looking for your hope in these places that are not designed to bring you hope, but are designed to bring you hurt and pain? Don't you know that your hope is alive and your hope is alive in Jesus Christ? I want to encourage you today on Resurrection Sunday. Today is the day that we celebrate the work of Jesus on the cross. Today is the day that we celebrate him walking out of that tomb. I said three years ago, and I always think about it. Boom, he's out of the tomb. Come on. He opened that gate. He opened that stone, and he walked out. And when that stone was rolled away, when it was rolled out of his way, he walked out. So I don't care what you're going through. Jesus is greater than every fear, than every obstacle in your path. I encourage you today to keep your hope in Jesus. Hope is alive. Hope's not gone. I know you could look around. You could look at the circumstances of life right now. You could look at what we're going through and, and the isolation and the loneliness and the separation and how it feels like it's never going to end. And you can say, I have a right to lose hope. I, I, I genuinely have no hope because look at this. Look at this. Look at this gong show. But I want to tell you today that Jesus is greater than COVID, that Jesus is greater than fear, that Jesus is greater than sickness, that Jesus, his name is the name that is above despair and loneliness and hurt and sickness and rejection and pain and fear and all the other things that you could name. His name is above those. Hope is alive. Put your hope in Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray and just pray a prayer over us. Would you join me? Father, we thank you for the work that you did on the cross. 
God, that because your son went and laid his life down, went to the cross and went to the grave and rose three days later, we have life through him. He walked out of that tomb and he led captivity captive. And so I say in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask by your spirit right now that you begin to open people's eyes, that you begin to open people's hearts to see the truth, to see the areas of their life where they are being held captive by things that actually have no power over them. You know what? As I'm praying, I just got a picture of a baby elephant. And this is what it's like. I'm going to finish up here. This is what it's like. The enemy, you know, you, know, you know baby elephants, we all know this. They train baby elephants by tying a rope around their leg and sticking it in the ground so the elephants can't run far away. And then when the elephants grow, they just learn that they can only walk so far. And then they actually take this, this rope off them. They take the stake out of the ground. But the elephants have been trained that they can only go so far when they were a baby. And so they only go so far when they're an adults because of the training they had when they were a child. I wanna say to somebody today who is watching this that you have believed a lie in your life, that that it's like like a rope around an elephant's ankle that has held you tethered to the ground, that has held you chained to the ground. And even though that chain is gone and is broken off by the work and the power of Jesus Christ, by the blood that was shed on the cross for you and me, some of us are allowing our mind to say, I can't go any farther because I am tethered. The truth is, is there is no tether on you anymore because the power and the work of Jesus Christ, you are free whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I want to say to you today, take your place, take your right, take the authority you have in the power of Jesus Christ and break those chains off by His name, by His power and walk away. You don't have to hang on to those things in your life. You don't have to let those shackles to hold you down. You don't have to allow that wall to hold you anymore. You can break through. You can break free because of Jesus. So Father, we just say in the name of Jesus that you open our eyes and show us these areas of our life and help us to walk free in your name. Break us out. Break us through because you are Baal Perazim, master of the breakthrough. We thank you, Jesus, that hope is alive in you. We honor you. We praise you. We love you. It's a great morning. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for being excited. I'm excited about the work that Jesus has done for you and me. There's freedom in him. You may be watching this today and you live a life that is bound up and you feel chained up and you feel oppressed. I just want to tell you today there's freedom in Jesus. There is life in Jesus. There is wholeness in Jesus. There is healing in Jesus. Whatever you have need of, you can come to him and he will give it to you. In fact, he's already done the work on the cross 2,000 years ago and that's what we're celebrating this weekend is Jesus doing the work that sets you free. And you may be watching this today and saying, I need, I need what you're talking about. I need this Jesus in my life. I need that authority and I need that power in my life to break off those chains, to to crush those walls that I've built and that the enemy has helped me build around myself. I need freedom. If you're watching this today and you're saying, that's what I need, then I want to pray with you to accept Jesus in your life. It's really easy. It's really simple. And all you got to do is repeat this prayer after me. Would you do that with me? So let's pray. 
Father, I come to you today and I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe that you rose from the grave and that when you did, you took captivity captive. I thank you that through you, I have freedom and eternal life, that you have washed me and cleansed me and set me free. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that, we are so excited. We would love for you to send us an email. There'll be an address on the screen, and we would get in touch with you and just give you some next steps and talk you through that decision you just made. And I just want to, I want to make this statement as well. Maybe you're watching today, but I want to encourage you that if you will say, I, 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 want, to, I want to see my life change. I need things in my life to change. I need circumstances in my life to change. I need to see God move in my life. I want to encourage this. I want to encourage you with this today. If you will make a commitment in your life to get plugged into church for the next year and say, I'm going to spend the next year, every chance I get, I'm going to be at church. I'm going to participate, whatever's going on at church. If it's a prayer meeting or a church service or some kind of gathering, I'm going to participate. I'm going to be in the house of God. I guarantee you, as you make that commitment, that your life will begin to change. Your life will begin to change as you begin to dive into more of who God is, as you begin to immerse yourself in in the Bible, in the Word of God, and in His truth. And as you begin to get around other believers in a Bible-believing environment, not just an environment talking about how we feel, but an environment talking about the truth of the Word of God, your life will be transformed and changed forevermore. We're praying for you. We love you. We will see you soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that His Spirit, His love, and His life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.